Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I'm Jen, your mom, joined as always by your dad. Hi. Yesterday we recorded this podcast, and frankly, we were not very well prepared. We can do better. <laughs> I put it on me because I'm the one who typically prepares for the podcast, and your dad kind of goes oh, along. I accept full responsibility for messing everything up. Well, you didn't screw anything up, but we didn't have a lot to say, so we really rambled. I may splice in bits of yesterday's recording to this recording if there's anything interesting in there left over. Uh, yes. But Magic. Uh, yeah, I, I have magical editing skills. You don't have to tell anyone that. That's very much the sausage is being made. We can well, just do it. I feel like my voice is a little better today than yesterday. I feel like, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, go ahead. <laughs> but that's uh, fine. I feel better than yesterday. Uh, That's good. But I'm still obviously. You look good. <laughs> thank you. Yep. Uh, recovering. You're useless on the podcast, I'm afraid. Sorry about this. Listeners. The way I look, oh, I yes. look. I look amazing. Wasted on the listeners. If you are uh, missing a big, a rare opportunity. If you follow me at Jen Runs with Dogs, which is the bonus dog slash Jen Running account, you'll see a picture of me today with Maggie and Jasmine. That's what I look like right now. Happy. Yeah, uh, feeling better, but not 100. percent I was super anxious today, so I'm on this uh, antibiotic for my pneumonia. And and the plague. And I don't have the plague. No. We'll talk no. about that in a minute. Uh, <laughs> but they, this antibiotic, it's in the same class as uh, Cipro, Ciprofloxin, which is what you would get in anthrax. the anthrax scare. Yes. Yeah, it's, so it's not Cipro, but it's in that class. And it turns out that class of antibiotics causes spontaneous tendon ruptures in some people. Oh, why are you looking at the internet? I My doctor was like, just so you know, there's a small chance of tendon... She says tendonitis, and then I looked it up, and it's like Achilles tendon rupture. What and she's like, so if you feel any pain, stuff? let me know. Whoa. And uh, so it coincides with like literally the day after I started taking it, I was having some hamstring problems, which is not uncommon for me to have tight hamstrings. And so I've been just like super paranoid because I'm very anxious, oh irrational. Does your doctor just, not know you at all? She, I tell her that... She Every time understand. I go in, she could tell you it like causes spontaneous combustion, and you'd be checking yourself. I'd be for like, like, I feel kind of warm. Checking flames. I called her the second day. I'm like, <laughs> my hamstring feels a little sore. She's like, that's not it. You're fine. So, <laughs> she's great, but I oh, still. Oh, now she's sure. I'm yeah. super tense, and she told me I started taking it last Tuesday, like a week ago, and uh, she's like, if you feel better, she gave me ten days worth. She's like, if you feel better in seven days, you can stop taking it. And I don't feel 100% better, but I kind of want to stop taking it. But I also don't want it to stick around, so I'm very conflicted. Anyway, All your tendons just rupture? Just your Achilles, and it tends to be older people, uh, and it's sort of spontaneous. And it comes with pain, which I don't have. What do you like, mean your Achilles just... How does... Oh, I don't you rupture know. Achilles tendon. What kind of... You take a tablet, and then your Achilles tendon just goes... Yeah. That's a... What... How it's kind crazy. of drugs exist? I mean, I read all many interesting scientific papers on the topic. This is why I don't science. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Be that as it may, your Achilles remain My firm. Achilles feel 100% fine. Thank goodness. And uh, my hamstrings, I think, are just, I have tight hamstrings because I didn't <laughs> run for a couple of weeks. And That's then. a different pill that makes your hamstring, hamstring expand. Anyway, the cocktail of the week. Uh, we mentioned in the podcast yesterday, we started listening to this other really great podcast called This Podcast Will Kill You, uh, which is about infectious diseases. Oh, it's really good. It's about every nasty disease. They do an episode or two on every nasty disease you've ever heard about. Yeah. Leprosy. The plague. 
tuberculosis. Even measles, which is real nasty. Measles, I, I mean... Bad ass. Like, I'm pretty smart about medical stuff, and I learned so much from these. Like, measles, if you get the measles, like, obviously it's bad to get measles, but once you have it, it wipes out all the memory of your immune system. So it's like, when you get mono, you can't get mono again, or whooping cough, or chicken pox, or all this stuff, because your immune system... Unless... Unless you get measles, and measles wipes out the memory of your immune system. So all those things, all those seasonal flus, all those weird diseases that you got once that you'll never get again, all those things you got vaccinated for, if you got vaccinated for stuff and not measles... Just a waste of your time. Yep, it wipes out all that memory, and you can get it again. Which is interesting, because I knew when they started, when they developed the measles vaccine, and they started getting giving it to people that there was not only a obviously remarkable drop in the incidence of measles, but also they noted a remarkable drop in all kinds of other diseases um, that like comorbidity went way down. And why is it that you get inoculated for the measles and you stop getting all these other diseases? I didn't know why, except that, you know, we know that like measles obviously had something to do with it. And this is why, uh, which I learned on this podcast. It's, some, it's, it's a nasty, nasty bug. It, it makes you hate those little viruses and bacteria that are just there to make you sick. Yeah, it's a really great podcast. But mm-hmm. I bring it up now because on every episode, they also do a cocktail of the week, but they call it the Quarantini. Really good. It makes me jealous. I mean, it's such a good name. Game, respect game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, their podcast is also way more popular than ours. Plus, they have the same first name, so, you know. They're <laughs> Aaron already, and Aaron. Uh, you know, and ours, I guess. It's the same. They're GR. GR mom and GR dad. We invented that. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's me. Vink, are you okay? She's making these hacky sounds. That's because she ate half a snake. Do you have the plague, Vink? Vink, are you a foreign object? Okay. All right. <laughs> so, anyway, makes me want to up my cocktail game. So, this week we're doing the bee's knees. Which is a great cocktail. It's a good cocktail. Uh, gin, honey, champagne. Yep. Can't do better than that. Apparently champagne derived from the bee's knees. Honey <laughs> yeah. derived from the bee. Yeah, honey derived from the bee. Interesting. Um, I mean, as you start making a lot of cocktails, you kind of realize that many of them are variations on the other, right? So you have a mojito, and if you replace the club soda with champagne and then add a couple dashes of bitters, you get an old Cuban or if you have a daiquiri and you replace the rum with tequila, you basically have a mojito. All these cocktails are sort of based on each other. Or if you have a Moscow mule and you replace it with bourbon, you have a bourbon and ginger ale. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> if you replace it with rum, you have a dark and stormy. I think they call it a Kentucky mule if you do it with bourbon. Do they? Yeah. Um, but anyway, a bee's knees is basically a French 75 with honey instead of simple syrup, sugar. There you go. So... Uh, so that's cocktail of the week, but we're not drinking it now because, as we do with many podcasts, we just went to Haleo and had a pitcher of sangria, uh, which was also fizzy. So it's kind of in the direction. It's made with cava, which yeah. is the Spanish champagne. Yep. Of course, you can't call it champagne because it's not from champagne. And it's not the same. I mean, as a, I think, journeyman, if not master, of French champagne at this point, uh, <laughs> in my knowledge... Uh, French champagne is really different than the sparkling wines you get from everywhere else. Yes. It's very different. Also, they are the best at protecting their brand. They re- know real well what they're doing in France as long as you're willing to spend a lot of money. I, I admit I have not drank a lot of cheap French champagne. So <laughs> I don't think there is a lot of cheap French <coughs> champagne. Uh, so anyway, all right, that's the cocktail of the week.
So I want to start with a listener question. I haven't played this for GR Dad yet because it's actually a question for you. So I'm going to play it for you live right now. Hi, Golden Ratio family. This is Charlotte and Starsky and Kiki in Brooklyn. And we just want to know if GR Dad is jealous that GR Mom has a new boyfriend named Riley. (laughs) Got a new boyfriend. Looking at him right now. Well, I mean... Hi, boyfriend. I've been... Getting away with my whole weird relationship with Hopper for a long time. So and I don't Vink, think she's your baby. Vink's my baby, but that's just gets very weird very quickly. But no, <laughs> I, I am not jealous. She uh, she likes saying he's my boyfriend, but he, she also says that uh, Riley's an honorary girl too. So yeah. one of the girls. Hi, boyfriend. So the gender really isn't uh, a worry for me. No. And the, the boyfriend thing I think is okay. Riley, still here, still Continues great. to be a joy. Oh my gosh, he's my boyfriend. <laughs> when I go to bed, I get in the bed, and then if I kind of scooch into the middle so there's a space between me and the edge of the bed, he kind of looks at me, and I go, come up here, boyfriend. And he goes, pew! Bolts into the bed, and spoons snugging, with me. Snugs in, yeah. Lifts his little head backwards and looks Very at me. Very adorable. He is the first dog who likes me best. Yeah, I think I have, I'm not jealous. I have, like, Hopper's... <laughs> Whether I want to or not, I have Hopper's full attention. Yeah, and Vink's your baby, and everybody else yeah, likes I'm, you better. I love all of them equally. I bet Riley's doing a great job of just being fitting in, being nice to everyone else, playing with Vink when Vink wants to play. Yep. She's uh, he's doing a great job. He's yep. a, he's an honorary girlfriend. Honorary girlfriend. He's great. Uh, we did have him to the vet. You, by the way, are hearing Hops and Vink in Going the background, crazy on each other. Um, we took him to the vet, I guess, the end of last week for his checkup, and uh, we figured out that he is blind in his left eye. Here's Kato for some love. Hi, Kato. Um, he clearly had some trauma to that eye in the past, like there's a dent in his cornea, and uh, so I don't know if he got attacked or if he like ran real hard into a stick, but they think his <laughs> lens is luxated, which basically means the lens on like the inside of the eye is tilted. Normally, that's like an emergency thing. Like, I've called a few different eye doctors, veterinary eye doctors, and they're like, so do you want to come in as an emergency? And I'm like, no, it's been like that for a while. Um, So we're going to get it checked out occasionally, especially right after it happens. It's something that they can sometimes fix. Uh, I don't know if they will be able to fix it in his case, but we're going to check. But I've called now two different veterinary eye doctors, and neither of them can get him in until kind of mid-April. So hmm. he's going to be with call us. call and say it's an emergency. Well, it's not. <laughs> and the rescue has to pay for it, right? So I don't want them to have to pay extra yes, yes, if it's yes. emergency. You and your ethics. It just means he's going to have to stay with us for longer than his I, normal two that, weeks. We might have to suffer through that. What do you think, Riley? Oh, Riley, my boyfriend. What do you think, Smiley Riley? Um, but yeah, I have, I've had a, blind, a totally blind dog before. And uh, so I've been like doing the test and finally figured out like you can... If you do it right, you kind of inch your hand from like behind his ear forward and then so he can kind of only see it on that side and then start making smacking motions towards his eye like you're going to hit him in the face. If they can see, they'll flinch a little bit, right? They'll at least like blink their eye or something. He doesn't do anything, so he can't see out of that eye. So half blind. He doesn't really care, though, which is good. Not at all. So that's the Riley update. Uh, The big update on... The four of the other five dogs is that uh, I have a friend who is in our graduate program, and uh, she graduated a while ago, 
she's got a dog who's a therapy dog, and she actually hooked us up with the therapy group uh, that Hopper does her therapy dog work with. And uh, so we're friends on Facebook, and she had just posted that her dog did a study in the dog lab at the University of Maryland, which I didn't know was a thing. So they have a dog language cognition lab on campus that basically measures uh, like what kind of language do dogs understand. If you work in the dog lab, are you a professor of dog? That would be awesome. <laughs> I'm going to study dog. If, if that is a thing, I'm going to work very hard to get an affiliate appointment. I would like a de- dog degree. <laughs> Jen Gulbeck, professor of information studies, affiliate in computer science, journalism, and dog. PH dog. PH dog. That'd be good. Um, so anyway, I saw that she had done that and I didn't realize this group existed. So I filled out their form and, uh, there was only room for four dogs. So I put everybody except queso since queso is kind of her own thing. Uh, Hops. All right. Hops, you're going to have to let GR dad do the podcast. Hops is trying real hard to tug with GR dad. She doesn't speak English. Well, this is what we're going to test with the science. So <laughs> Not Hops. She's going to fail. We're sitting on the couch. It's imp- we're just recording on my phone, so it's important that we both have our mouths by the phone. And right now, GR Dad is getting tugged with his right hand by Hops and then stretching his left hand to pet Queso, and I'm leaning forward so I can keep the phone by his face. And petting Riley. Hi, Riley. You're fine. Admit it. Oh, my God. He was up here on the couch with me. Yes, because he's your boyfriend. Because he's my boyfriend. Yes. Uh Hops, where's Vink? Vink, come tug with Hops. Vink, come help a sister out, Vink. Here she comes. (laughs) All right, now they're tugging each other. This is all very good. Um, So, yeah, so I signed up everybody except Queso because there was only room for four dogs, and like Queso, I can't imagine, would enjoy his study. Not Riley because he wasn't around. (laughs) Yeah, he wasn't here then. And so uh, they, (coughs) excuse me, they go into a lab. And they like do di- <laughs> read different sentences golden over speakers. Golden Retriever Lab. That's different. Not just Golden Retrievers. A lab lab. Oh, aren't you funny? The good dad joke. Uh, yep. <coughs> so, yeah, they like talk their name from different speakers in a room and say different sentences and somehow try to measure what they say. Or what they understand. If one of the phrases is, do you want to go out? Then that may get some attention. I mean, Vink knows what help a sister out means. Walk. Maybe. Walk. I think they're checking to see if they know their name because they asked me how to pronounce. Like, they're like, what's the dog's name? And then what do you normally call the dog? So I was like, this dog's name is Maggie, <laughs> but I normally call her Shmi. It's a long story. And they're like, uh, all right, so we here's the four dogs. This one's Maggie. Normally call her Shmeek. How do you pronounce Shmeek? And... Yeah, it's good. So I told him. So. This is queso. We call her cheese. <laughs> Queen cheese. Queen cheese. The big cheese. Yeah, the big cheese. Um, so we're doing, uh, <laughs> we're doing that in a couple weeks. Two dogs on Tuesday. Did, did you say Venkman and it's V? <coughs> I just said Vink. Yeah, with a lot of E's? Just one. Uh, V-E-N-K. Vink. That's fine. That's easy to pronounce. It's usually what I call her. Easy to pronounce. Vink! <laughs> um, so yeah, we're doing couple dogs in like a week from Tuesday and then two more dogs on Wednesday so we're very excited they're very excited uh so it should be fun everybody becoming science they're science dogs it's yep. gonna be good Hobbs and Vink their other science is being part of the Morris Animal Foundation's Golden Retriever Lifetime Study I am so they're late. so delinquent oh my god they're gonna kick you out of the study it's terrible because I tried to do it 
you remember, I mean, if you watch the snaps, you saw this. We tried to do it, and I made this appointment for 8 a.m., and the vet who does it for us is like an hour away, so I got up super early. Uh, I yeah. drove the dogs, and Queso also had an appointment, and so I had to bring her, and then after the foundation study, then we were going to take Queso to her vet. So anyway, I get up to the stupid hour-away vet, and I go in, and our vet's not even there. She's at a conference. They had booked me for March instead of February, and so I. it was just a terrible day that was, like, all full of stuff, and I had to get up so early, and then I had this, like, incredibly frustrating drive, and there was nobody there. And so I still have to rebook the appointment uh, for not 8 in the morning. <laughs> uh, and I'm extremely delinquent on that, so if you're listening, Moore's Animal Foundation, I'm sorry. We're not dropping out. Uh I'll get you, to it. You can take all their fluids soon. Oh, my God. It'll be good to get so those boxes. much blood. I have these huge boxes of, like, supplies, like blood draw vials and all this other stuff that I are filling up my very tiny office here. <laughs> It'll be good to get those out it's of the house. good you're punishing yourself. That's, that's understandable. So that's pretty much the dog updates. Oh. Nothing else interesting. Jasmine has a weird thing growing on her toe. It's like another toe. It looks sort of like a wart, and she's got these little growths in a lot of places. Mm. But hopefully she doesn't start licking it because basically it's something that they would need to do surgery to take off, and we don't want to put her through that if we can avoid it. Yep. So everybody else is doing good. No problems. Maggie's still doing great. Yeah. Queso's happy. Riley's blind, but what are you going to do? You know, he's only half blind. <laughs> I mean, better half than all the way. Yep. 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 Uh... Let's see. Other updates. So I am still sick. Uh, We were supposed to run an ultramarathon last weekend, and that would have been like a cool ultramarathon bonus episode, which I love doing. Yeah. But uh, my doctor, when I went in to get my antibiotics because I have pneumonia, (coughs) she was like, you 100% may not run an ultramarathon this weekend. This is how people die from the flu and pneumonia. And I was like, okay. This is a very good doctor. Yeah, and she was right. I mean, I definitely, I probably could have finished. It would not have felt <gasps> great. And, uh, but the race we were going to run was in Florida, in the Everglades. And so it's like we're already flying basically to Miami. We already have a rental car. So since we can't run this race, let's just drive three hours to our house in the Keys. And so that's what we did. We had a little weekend, just Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It was nice. Um, of course. Oh, my God, it was amazing. And uh, so the Wall of Palms is up. Fully constructed. Amazing. Did not see the crazy neighbor at all. Very conceal-y. Yeah. She, uh, we did see, she pulled into her driveway when we were there, but she didn't come over and talk to us, so that was good. Perhaps not surprisingly. Uh, you know, she she can be confrontational, right? So she could have come over. There's a certain amount of spite in that palm wall. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> spite wall. Yep. I also, I haven't told you our dad this yet. I emailed uh, the guy who does the landscaping and built the fence. The fence guy. The fence guy, uh, who also put in the palm trees. And I said, you know, another landscaping thing we want to do is make our beach sand. Right now it's rocks. I'm like, is that something you can do? He's like, heck yes. And I was like, <laughs> tell me how much it's going to cost, my man. So we don't have a price yet, but that's We're it. just getting a truck full of sand. He's just going to dump a bunch of sand. Yeah, but they'll spread it out and everything for us. So Just leave Hop's Rock alone. Hopper's Rock is still there. Yep. <laughs> Looking good. Chewed upon, though. Yeah, it's real bright white on the top because she gnawed on it. So oh, it doesn't even stick out of the water anymore. I know you've told me that <coughs> dogs don't feel pain in their teeth because they don't have nerves, but 
I still, it hurts me to think of her chewing on a rock with her teeth. Yeah, uh. I know. Uh, you got issues, Hops. Yeah. Uh, but yesterday I took Hops for a run. So I did a tiny little, like, two-mile run when we were in the Keys, which was fine. And then I'm like, all right, you know, I'm not tired. Like, I still obviously have this cough. But overall, I feel pretty good. Um, so yesterday I took Hops for a run like three miles and we took her down to her beach here where she always swims and it was her first time back to that beach since the middle of december and she was real happy it was good it wasn't icy or snowy either no last time we went uh it was like below freezing and so she'd go in the water still and then her fur would freeze and then every leaf she walked past would freeze on to her fur and uh so by the time we got home there was just this like massive nest of dead leaves stuck on like the back of her legs and then we'd have to like let her thaw out when she got home and uh and then brush them out and so like the carpet was totally covered with bits of dead leaves and hop still had bits of dead leaves stuck in her and so uh now it's been like pretty close to 60 degrees and that has made it nicer for her to go run so she didn't get to run today uh because gr dad and i had dinner and so i run to wherever we have dinner as like Instead of commuting, I just do date night runs. And so she didn't get to come, but that's okay. So, yeah, that's uh, that's all the dog updates. Anything else you want to add, Jared? Nope, they're great. I don't think they missed us too much over the weekend. They no, seem, they're fine. They seem not to be resenting it. The, they love the dog sitters, too. Yeah, that's true, and so. vice versa. Dog sitter loves them. Indeed. Your dad moved away from me, so now I'm scooching back over. <laughs> hey. Hi, your dad. Um... All right. The most important reason that we are redoing the podcast is because we did not have a good Tale of the Keys story. No. And now we have a very good Tale of the Keys story, which is this dude, this fucking dude. Two dudes. Wasn't it two dudes? Well, I watched the video. Oh, you did, you're nice. So I guess there's two dudes. There's the dude who did the thing and then the dude who recorded the video. Two dudes. Uh, so I guess two dudes in Key West... Um, and there's pelicans all over the Keys, and so there's this pelican in Mallory Square, which if you've been to Key West, is sort of where everybody watches the sunset, um, and they hang out there all the time and try to get fish from the fishermen, and, uh, it was in the water, like, right off the edge of, kind of, the pier at the square, and this fucking dude is, like, holding a fish to try to lure the pelican over, and the pelican sort of swims over, and then the dude jumps off the pier onto the pelican, like dunks it under the water, and then is like grabbing onto the pelican, like holding it. Eventually, the pelican got pissed and like took its big giant beak and chomped him on the face. Good. Uh, and his friend recorded it, and they posted it on Facebook. Thinking they were real funny. Can we talk about criminals? I mean, we talk a lot <laughs> about criminals in this segment. No, they're not smart. If you're committing crimes and you don't want to get caught, Maybe posting video of your crimes on Facebook is, like, not the best idea. It turns out, and this is not actually a surprise, that pelicans are protected. They are. You're not and allowed so, to jump on them. Molestation of a protected species is a federal felony. That's the crime. Molestation. Felony, of usually more than one year in jail. Yep. Uh, so people got real pissed at this dude when they saw his video, and then they tracked him down and arrested him. They got the sheriffs involved and the wildlife services. Everyone was really pissed, yep. actually. So, new rule. Didn't they also have a video on their channel of them, like, grabbing a key deer? 
That's what you said. It, I didn't find that video. It was in the story. So. Uh, you're not... The key deer are extremely endangered. I mean, there's like a thousand-ish of them left in the world. They basically only live on a couple of keys. Um, so they're specific to the Florida Keys. They have a wildlife refuge for the key deer on Big Pine Key, which is where most of them live. And then some of them come a little bit down from that. But, I mean, they live on, like, just a few islands, and that's all of them that exist in the world. And, of course, a bunch of them died in Hurricane Irma. And then the summer before Hurricane Irma, um, there's this thing called screw worm. And so it was these flies, and they, like, biting flies, and they'd land on the deer and bite them, and it would inject this parasite called screw worm. And it Nature would cause, sucks. Oh, it was terrible. I mean, it would cause these really prolonged suffering deaths where it was, like, neurological symptoms, and they couldn't eat, and... Uh, they kind of foam at the mouth and it's illegal to feed the deer. Um, but the fish and wildlife service recruited all the people who lived on the islands with the deer and they gave them this medicine, this basically vaccine to treat them. Um, and so if they had screw worm, you'd kind of put it on a little piece of bread and the bread's not good for the deer, but they'll eat it. And you'd kind of squirt this medicine on the bread and feed it to the deer to try to save them. But they lost a ton of deer from screw worm. And then just as they were kind of recovering from that, then Hurricane Irma in 2017. And so the numbers are really low. Um, but they're so docile because there's people around all the time and people try to feed them and they're cute uh, and, and they're small and yeah. Yeah. And yeah, they'll come right up to you. And uh, it's extremely illegal. You're not allowed to touch them. You're not allowed to feed them. But people do all the time. And, you know, especially tourists who come down. Uh, and so, yeah, there are guys, I think, in prison now. Remember those guys? And they caught, like, three key deer. And they had two of them in, in their, their trunk. trunk. Or in the back of their car. Right? One in the back seat. And I think two in the trunk. And they had to euthanize at least one of them. Maybe two. One might have been dead. And they had to euthanize one. And the third one they were able to let go. Keep your hands to yourself, guys. Uh, yeah, and so I think that when Jared Dad and I were talking about the pelican story, the dude was charged with molesting a protected species. And so just don't molest anything, anyone or anything. Yeah, no, molestation, always a bad thing. Actually. No molesting. Turns out. New rule. Yeah. Keep your hands to yourself. Be nice to other people. No don't molesting. bite people unless you're asked. Don't molest anything. Yep. Yep, good rule. Stop bothering everything. If you're like, should I do this thing? You should go like... Would someone consider this molestation? Queso, okay, what you barking at, my dog? She wants out. You can let her out. Queso's okay, so wound up. She sure is. Everybody's kind of wound up. This is like our most background noisy episode so far, I think. I just let Queso out, and I noticed you open up a coconut. Yes. Um, many of the coconuts that we brought back from the Keys were dried up, and I had to throw them away. They and... don't... It's weird. They do what better in the Keys than they do up here. Yeah, they don't last all that long. So Not uh, up here. Nope. So I was going through the bucket and uh, checking them out. And so the couple that didn't seem dried out or sprouted, I cracked open. So we can eat them, but otherwise they're just going to dry up and then we'll have to throw them away. Coconuts for all. Yep. If you want a coconut... No, I can't, totally can't send coconuts No, we to don't everybody. have enough coconuts. No. Um... Although you say you can just write an address on a coconut and mail it. You can. This is the thing you can do in the Keys. Like, you just pick up a coconut. Um, not, the, not the ones that you're used to seeing at the grocery store. Like, that's the inside. They've got a big outside around them, which you've seen if you watch the snaps. And you can just write an address on that and stick a stamp on it and mail it. Thank you, Postal Service. Yep. I mean, it. USPS, shout out to all y'all. <coughs> you do a great job. It's totally unappreciated. But the concept that you just get move things around for minimal money. Yep. 
Rain, sleet, or snow. It's great. I'm very, I remain <laughs> impressed. You, you transport live bees? I was going to say, we've coconuts. talked about the bees. You yeah. just mail a box, put a bunch of bees in a box yes, made out mail. of screens and mail that. We can mail almost anything. Which we may have to do because <sighs> uh, the bees, man. So we got when we got back from the Keys the first time, at the end of January, it, there was like a nice warm day, and I went out, and the bees were all buzzing around, cleaning out the hive. This yeah. is what they do when there's like a nice warm day in the winter. Um, everything looked great, and I fed them, and I... You know, I didn't mess with them. I just put some more sugar water in their feeder. Everything looked good. And then yesterday, or I think yesterday, it's like 60, and I went out there, and they should be buzzing around because it's a real nice day. There's nothing. And I peeked in the feeder. I couldn't hear anything. So I haven't gone in there yet, but they absolutely should have been out given the weather yesterday, and they weren't. And so it seems like they maybe died, which can happen if you get a cold snap, which we did. Um, Damn it. They could have left. They could have left, and then they're definitely dead because they didn't have time to build up a, a new hive anywhere. Uh, it definitely can happen. They can swarm in the middle of winter. I like to think they went to a farm upstate, and they're fine. And they haven't found a hole with a bunch of honey in it. Yes, in the honey hole. Yes, yeah, weird. Happy. Huh. Heaven. Anyway. Heaven, in bee heaven. I have not checked completely uh, yet, but it seems like the bees are dead. This is so. a story of heartbreak with these bees and uh, every time. Yeah, we have a few other followers who keep bees and they have similar problems where they're just like, I have not been able to keep any hives alive for very long. Turns out bees, they're not all like the idealized version. And it's hard here, right? I mean, we're sort of in an urban slash suburban residential area and people spray crap uh, on their know, lawns yeah. and stuff, right? Which makes it hard for them. We're not just out in the country, so... I don't know. Maybe we'll keep keys bees. That would be awesome. Yep. Keys bees would be the best. We'd the probably piss off the neighbor. Knees of mm, keys awesome. bees. The keys bees knees. No, oh, we could have all the drinks. So uh, we'll see. Or we can just buy honey from other people who have more luck with their bees. Yeah, but the bees are the thing, not the They're honey. They're so cool. I never care about the honey so much. Well, we'll have to see. Once I get my citrus grove in the keys. We can buy a box of bees to live in the middle of it and pollinate everything. <laughs> <coughs> All right, you got a German word of the week for us? Oh, uh, uh, I know you said it yesterday when we did this, and I still don't remember what it is. Oh, so yes, dishwasher. Dishwasher. It literally means dish, rinse, machine. Say the word for dish. Geschirr. It's this like is... dishes. Like it's a, it's a collective. Yes, yeah, spell that word. G-E-S-C-H-I-R. R R. It's such a weird word as like a native American English speaker to try to say. Sure. <laughs> yeah. It's a hard word to say. It feels like you gotta bite your tongue and get it all puffed <laughs> up. Yeah, maybe. It's, uh, there's a lot going on. It's just a weird kind of mouth feeling. Yeah, you, you can definitely say. I did my mouth definitely feels different when I'm in Germany for a week and I speak German for a while. I can tell when you come back that that you're kinda it's weird that trying to make use, your mouth do American again. You do different use different muscles in different languages in yeah. your mouth. Yeah. yeah. Uh Geschirrspulmaschine. Geschirrspulmaschine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I always, I mean, I know the word for dishes, and but I suck at it. Uh, and I, I, washer is a uh, wash machine, which is pretty standard. Like washing machine. Washing machine. Yeah, washer. Yeah. Um, anything else to add? Mm, no. Okay. I don't think so. The the other conclave thing was that the, the dude who was walking his dog on his boat and fell off. Yeah. With his dog, right? 
and the wife saved the dog. This is all allegedly, because in hindsight, I'm not sure this is actually what happened. A lot of excitement going on outside. Dude. Yes, there was a conclave of a Maryland man from not too far away was down staying on a boat and got drunk, took his dog for a walk on the deck of the boat. They both fell in. The wife saved the dog, couldn't find the dude, and then he washed up dead. It just seems like a handy explanation for the wife, who's now has the dog and not the husband. I mean... Maybe she's happy about this. <laughs> I don't want to cast dispersions on the wife. No, you know, in a movie, this is what would happen. That's true. It's a much better movie plotline. Yeah, that's all I'm thinking. Yeah. All right, G.R. Dad just reminded me that we have a sponsor. <coughs> Goodness gracious. Oh, my God. They're going to totally ditch us after this. No one is ever going to listen to our podcast again because it's so bad. Why, next time, yeah. Boy, why don't I just drool for half an hour if you're going to cough for half an hour? <laughs> so unprofessional. <laughs> <coughs> All right. Would you die somewhere else? <laughs> <laughs> Audible is our sponsor. You can get a free audiobook by going to audibletrial.com slash the golden ratio. Here's my current library on Audible because I get a whole bunch of stuff I haven't listened to on there. Um, All right. So one interesting thing is that Audible has these things called Audible Originals, which are like short stories, sometimes plays, and you get them for free if you have a subscription like I do. Oh. Um, you get two free ones a month, and they give you like five to pick from, and they're short. They're like two and a half or three hours, but they've been really interesting, so a way to kind of try stuff out. Um, on top of that, I am reading uh, Blair Braverman's book, Welcome to the Goddamn Ice Cube, and my plan was to listen to her book while I ran my ultramarathon, uh, so I'd be like Blair talking about mushing and kind of she her. Run, still running that race? <laughs> she's still in the Iditarod. It's been a week. Um, she's, I think, about 600 miles out of the 1,000 miles in. Girls, you are all slackers. None of you would run 900 miles. Oh, my God. Hops could like barely run three, and then you, she was like hugging the bowl. You don't even know how good you have it. Yeah. Um, so I've got that one on here. Uh, I've got this book called The Suspect by Fiona Barton. She wrote two books, The Widow and The Child, which I both really liked. Um, they're kind of hmm. cop slash journalist. Is that the a, one they made a movie out of? No, I think that's The Girl on the Train you're thinking of. No, The of. Widow. The wid- Are they? I don't know. There's a movie right now, The Widow. She's oh, that's like, Widows. No. no oh, no. It's a TV that, show. There's a movie, The Widow. She takes a revenge on a lot of people. That is not the same book. Oh, all right. Um, there's a reporter and a detective both women and they're in they both kind of simultaneously invest simultaneously investigate uh these things that happen kind of crimes slash mysteries um and i think one of them focuses on like the detective as the main character and one of them focuses on the reporter but the two books are kind of tied together um and they're in ireland i love like irish murder mysteries uh, it's my Irish heritage coming out. Um, so anyway, The Suspect is her new one, which I have not read yet, but that is on my list, so I bought that one. So, uh, And then I have A Mind of Her Own by Paula M- McLean. And this, I think, was rec- recommended by My Favorite Murder, which did not read my story again this week, so apparently <laughs> my dentist story from last week was not as impressive. Apparently not. Um, and it's about Marie Curie. I don't know why. Maybe it wasn't recommended on there, but I, for some reason I think it was. Um, maybe from somebody else's story. But So that's what I got. Uh, all kinds of books. 
Excellent. So if you want a free one, go to audibletrial.com slash the golden ratio. Get yourself a free book. And yeah, any of those would be good. Get Blair Braverman's book. And then you get more dogs and... Dogs who actually run. Yeah. Vink and her booties from Blair was mm-hmm. like a real hit. Vink is a trooper with those booties. She loved them. She thought she was super cool, uh, but she can't run two miles without limping, so mm. I don't think she has an I did her uh, dog future. The booties won't do it for her. No, but it'd be fun to try to make her mush. <laughs> Remember we had that thought about the Maggie Waggy being pulled by, you know, Vink, or, because Vink always pulls when she's on the leash. I just hook her up and she'll pull a wagon. I still would like to do that, like in solidarity with Blair, like hook the dogs up to the wagon, but I just feel like it would be so much chaos and someone would freak out. I mean, I'd have to ride in the wagon and I might die. Maybe it's a lack of respect for mushers if we do this, if we mock them like that. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I yeah. would mean it as a thing of honor. I got to think about this. <laughs> All right. Anyway, now we should really go. Thanks for listening to version two of our rambly podcast. This was just about as rambly as yesterday's podcast, but nah, I had much more, many more gems, gems. Yeah. This is, I I got comedy gold, baby. Comedy gold. And less coughing from me than yesterday's episode because I'm doing better. You know, I don't even hear your coughing because I love you. Oh my God, it's so good because I cough in the middle of the night and you don't wake up. So that's nice. Do not. All right, everyone. Well, don't molest anything and uh, don't bite anybody unless they ask you to and have a good week. Keep your hands to yourself. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.